0: Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. And I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams.
1: Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, yeah. Healthy life, doing well. Uh, another wonderful night last night. Nice and cool. Kind of sucks at the same time because then the air conditioner doesn't kick on, so it gets hot in the house, but you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hear you. I hear you.
0: All right. Um, we're not going to waste any time this morning. We're going to get right into some stuff. We got digital dark age stuff coming up today, so we're talking nothing but tech this afternoon, so check us out later on for that. But this morning, because we're talking all the tech stuff this afternoon, this morning, let's talk presidential debates. So, Trump was diagnosed with COVID-19 and uh, did he die? Is he is he dead?
1: Um much to the um, disappointment of the media, no, he has not died of COVID nineteen.
0: Well, if you watch the media, you'd think he was dead. If and if if you if he's not dead, then he's on death's doorstep as we speak. Yeah, right. Because right. if or you look, at least
1: at it, guilty of murder. It,
0: yeah, if you look at well, yeah, that's true. Mika Brzezinski over at MSNBC, she said that um, Trump should be. Uh, arrested and charged with manslaughter for entering the White House and being infected and all that stuff. Uh, CNN was uh, talking yesterday. I heard the uh, the thing with uh, what's his name? Uh, Sanjay Gupta and a couple others talking about how he was getting off of the um, was he getting off the helicopter? And oh, he took his mask off. And there's no one around him. It's like 400 feet in every direction. There's no one around him. It's it's completely it, it's ridiculous. So he's not dead, but he's apparently um Killing people with his cough or something in the uh, which he doesn't have, by the way, uh, in the White House. They're fumigating the West Wing. It's uh, it's all a ghost town. Uh, you know, the virus swept through there. It's like something out of a horror movie. And and, you know, it's it's all gone wrong. And but the White House doctor just came out and said, what symptom free? There's no problem. He's got antibodies, even. It's ridiculous. But that, it's can, all, that that can be true. That, that can't possibly be right. Yes, it's a it's a right wing conspiracy so perpetuated by by the media. Yeah,
1: yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's he's of the, the dangerous age group, right? He, he's in that age group that has a 94 percent chance of surviving thanks to retirement homes. That's why the number is so low. But anyway. Well, nonetheless, uh, he's fine. He's
0: symptom free and he's ready to get back on the campaign trail. As a matter of fact, uh, there's another debate coming up October 15th. Is that right? That's the next one. Yes,
1: that's that's the the next presidential debate, which, by the way, I'm I'm actually legit curious. How's the first lady doing? They She has COVID, too. And they've not said anything about the first lady. I mean, don't you think the the American people are concerned about their their president and first lady's health? I mean, legitimately, I I don't think the average American wants the president. The the average American does not wish ill or death on on their opponents, political opponents. That's not the American way. So this nonsense that the media is pushing. Um, no, people, you're so out of touch with the American people. The, Ameri- the American people want them. If this were Joe Biden, who had COVID, the American people would still wish them well. If it was Barack Obama. I mean, you you don't wish ill on your political opponents. That's just not American. So we, we do wish both of them a speedy recovery and the, the other uh, members of his cabinet that also have caught it. And... Uh, some of the senators that have also caught it. <laughs> All Republicans, by the way, they're talking about having the next debate
0: October 15th. Joe Biden says that um, he'll only do it if there are. How did he put it? Uh, if there are restrictions in place, uh, something along the lines of uh, how did he say it? Uh, he says, uh, I think if he still had now, see, he's saying if Trump still has covid, then there shouldn't even be a debate. So do, do you think do you think he'll be one of the first? He's not the only one, but do you think he'll be one of the first to have the uh, the reinfection just so coincidentally right before? Or maybe it'll be Biden this time that comes down with it.
1: It's possible. Um, this would actually I, I, I don't know why the, the the Biden campaign don't jump on board and just like um do the debate. And then after the debate say, Oh, Biden tested positive for COVID. We have to put him down in the bunker. They could pass it off
0: with the Pence-Harris debate of tonight. They could pass that's it off true. with that. They could say, oh, uh, she got it by attending the debate with uh, with Pence because uh, he didn't want any of these precautions in place. Then she gave it to Biden in a meeting or something. Uh, and then he's, of course, you know, he would uh, he, he won't be able to make the debate. Then if
1: that's the case, it doesn't. Honestly, it does not matter if the CDC is right. And the, the recent thing that they came out with saying it's, I, I, yeah, I don't think. They're right, but if they are right and the 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 virus is indeed aerosolized, um, no amount of plexiglass is going to save you from the virus. If there is any airflow that can happen between you, if you're not perfectly sealed off, airtight, then anyone in your vicinity could pass the virus onto you. It requires complete airtight sealing. Um, so all these precautions they're wanting you to do is absolutely silly. And if it truly is aerosolized then why are they doing mask mandates? If it's aerosolized, it's going to go straight through the mask. It doesn't require droplets to to transmit if it's aerosolized. So it's, the mask is going to do nothing to stop it, including the hospital masks, by the way. Bruce, a mask is better than a vaccine, according to the CDC.
0: Which you, clearly you said they were possibly right in this, so it's, which they're not. really. I don't think they. Are. I don't think they, they're right. At they all. change their minds every other <laughs> yeah. day. They've come. They've gone back on it again. They say, oh, it's it's aerosolized. But they, oh, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, well,
1: it might be. Well, no, it's not. But yes, it is. It, and you know something? It very well could be aerosolized. But the thing is, this is what they're running into. Uh, tell the truth and say, oh, it is aerosolized you know, let's say for the, for the sake of this argument, let's say it is aerosolized. Okay. It's either tell the truth that it is aerosolized, which means masks no longer work against it. So the masks don't work, right? If it is aerosolized, but if they say it's not aerosolized and lie to the people, then they can continue doing the mask mandates and continue to use that to bludgeon people, right? To, to enact their police state as I honestly, I, I, I think the CDC is part of the deep state, even even if Redfield or whoever, whoever the head of CDC is. He's a bum. If they're appointed, he, he's a bum. He's
0: he's appointed. Yes. He, he, Trump can fire the head of the CDC, I think. I think you,
1: you can remove them or, or, or something mm-hmm. of that. Yes and no. Technically. OK, so literally he should be able to. But because of the stupid uh, red tape that's in the way, the the nonsense that they're doing with rules and regulations, he can't actually fire them. You know something, Trump's all about cutting red tape. Why, why can't we cut the red tape to to flush
0: these these idiots like Fauci and Russell? Why why can't we cut the red tape
1: to flush these people? I'm not sure it wasn't Congress that put the the rules or regulations in place. Yeah, wouldn't surprise
0: me. All right, um, so Biden says that he's not going to do the debate unless you know Trump's COVID-free, which. By the by the uh by the test results, by his lab work that came back on Monday, he has antibodies. So guess what? He doesn't have it. So uh he's clean. Uh your your dumb bumbling ass is gonna have to be up there on stage unless something else comes up between now and then. Who are you gonna get to do it this time? Who are you gonna team up with this time? And how many wires are you gonna wear again? Did you see the wires? Did you see the wires on him last time? Did you see? It? You saw did, it, right? Yeah. You I saw, like, the I pictures, don't. Okay, yeah. first of all, I don't know yeah. what the purpose of the microphone on the wrist was. I, I don't know what that was about. I, I'm, I'm curious on that one. I really am. I, I'm curious on that one. But when he reached in to his, uh, to his right lapel, you could only see it for a second. When he reached in, you could see the
1: wire. You could see it. Yeah. It, it like it popped yeah. out, and he was stuffing it back in. That's what he was doing. So legitimately. As like a security precaution, I could see them using something like that in case it was like a kidnapping situation or something or there was an emergency. And, uh, you know, I could see a scenario where one would come in handy for someone of that. Um, I wanted to say caliber, but that's not accurate. Uh, public status. Right. So you're in the public eye like that. It, it would be possible to to kidnap someone and use them as a ransom or something. Um so I I could see an element of that but the other issue is you're doing a debate uh they may end up you, you could use that for transmitting information
0: you've got you you've got 50 armed secret service agents in that building there's no there's no way I mean it's not and you've got nine exits for each one of them uh, it, it's just you know, or thereabouts it, it's just not it's not going to happen anyway all right so uh they say that um What's his name? Biden uh, said, I almost said Pence. Biden says that uh, he's anxious to get back out and start doing town halls. You know, there's something interesting about town halls with Biden. First of all, there's nobody there. That's the first thing. (laughs) Largely, there's not anybody there. He pulled into a town hall just the other day. And I saw the footage on this this afternoon. He pulled into a town hall. The entire side of the road where the entry was, where his, his convoy was coming in, was nothing but Trump people. They were all waving Trump flags and American flags. And Bernie's up there giving a speech on Biden's behalf. And then the camera zooms out and there's no one there. <laughs> there's, there's nobody there. You people can't even get like you can't even fill up a high school gymnasium. You can't. Uh, did you see the photos of the uh, the Biden barbecue that Joe Biden put on?
1: Uh, I, I think I've seen a few. It's not ringing a bell, but I think I did see. it. OK,
0: they she was putting it on at their residence in the backyard. Right. The chairs Let's just say there were a number of seats available if you wanted to attend. OK, they can't even get people I, at I a barbecue. Now. They yeah, can't even yeah. get people at a barbecue. They know that this is OK. Take take what Trump did in 2016 and you multiply that by three. That's what they're looking at. That's what they're looking at. Don't believe these polls. Don't don't believe in any of this nonsense it is it is a land slide worse than what they could possibly even conjure up at this point. And they know it. They know it. It's not there. Do you know how many people are actually flipping their registration to vote for Trump? People that didn't vote for Trump in 2016 are flipping to vote for Trump now. That's how and this is in this is going on in the cities.
1: Yeah, there was um, in in Trump's base uh, voter category, his demographics um, that increased as far as voter registration, that increased by 46 percent. uh, that that's quite a few people, um so if that continues and Biden keeps losing some of his base the Telemundo poll after the debate,
0: you saw, yeah, it, right?
1: yeah. Two thirds were for Trump.
0: Yeah, Biden did the Telemundo interviews. Do you remember that's the one where we were talking about the, tele, the possible teleprompter, which turned out not to be. He was doing the Telemundo interviews. They're, they're looking at the, um, you know, they're pandering to the uh, the Latino vote. And a lot of Latino voters are looking at. T- t- here's, here's the thing. You look at the Telemundo poll and they are very left leaning. They're v- that network. They are very left leaning. And they came out 66 percent in support of Trump after the debate. The last time around. Now, why do you why do you think that that is? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that the uh, the Latino community in the United States, the Hispanic community, why do you think that they are largely supporting Trump? First of all, because they're being thrown overboard by the Democrats. They're figuring out they've been lied to this entire time. That's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of them either have in the rec- in their lifetimes they've they've come up as children or their parents have brought them up from Central and South America. They know what communism looks like. They know what a Marxist revolution looks like. You've been down to Central and South America. You know how things go down there. The Marxist revolutions were nice and in full swing down there, thanks to people like Castro and the Sandinistas and the rest of them. By the way, those are the ones that uh, Bernie Sanders and Bill de Blasio publicly endorsed and went down to watch, I might add. The movements in Venezuela with Hugo Chavez. And then, of course, you've got movements that are largely throughout uh, Argentina, Uruguay, northern, southern American countries. Had, <laughs> had to think on that one for a second. The only one that you could argue that is kind of broken with that system, but they're still kind of stuck in that colonial type thing, but they're trying to break out of it would be Brazil. Uh, and they're, they're really, uh, you know, with Bolsonaro, they're, they're trying to, to break free of that. Still very poor country, still very poor. But I would argue that they're doing probably they're one of the better countries down there. Uh, as far as like trying to get out of that sense of uh, of of corruption and and poverty and things like that, See, th- that's a, that's another thing. A lot of Central and South America never got out of colonialism; they're still stuck in it. You know, and and I feel for that. I, I feel for that. But uh, those that uh, come from places like you know El Salvador, Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, Colombia, the, these places, these people know. They know. They know. They fled. I mean, these are these are people that are legitimately trying to have a better life for themselves and their families. And they've come to America to have that better life, to get away from that. That's what we were all about. We were that. um, How do they put it? That shining light up on the hill. Yeah. Well, guess what? They came to that shining light up on the hill. We let them in. And guess what? They're now our countrymen. They're our brothers and sisters in, in the fight for liberty. That's their country now. That's our country. And so they recognize a Marxist revolution when they see one. And that's precisely what the modern Democrat Party has become. They are not the Democrat Party of old. They're not. I wish they were. I wish they were. I wish they were because I supported some of the things that they used to support. I did. I mean, I heard I heard a speech. You probably heard it the other day. Did did you did you go back and listen to the speeches that FDR gave when he took office during the Great Depression? He was a Democrat, for God's sake. And he was talking about hope and, and how we're going to get through this and we're going to face this as Americans, as one nation, and, and and we're going to take this on. It's going to be hard, but we're going to do it. Where's that talk now? It's no hope. The world's ending. Nothing matters. You don't matter. You're, you're dead inside. You, you shouldn't have any faith. Uh, wh- what is this? I'll tell you what this is. This is a Marxist revolution. And the Hispanic community in the United States, they understand that. They understand it very well. Because that's what they fled. Go listen to if if you don't if you don't think that what I'm saying is is accurate. At the RNC, they brought a speaker up there on stage. He owns the uh, the Sunshine Gasoline Company, I believe it is 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 the name of it. His name's Maximo Alvarez. He spoke at the RNC. He and his family fled Spain, which was under Franco's rule as, as a fascist a fascistic state. They went to Cuba, and it fell under the rule of Fidel Castro and his brother Raúl. And then they went to the United States please go listen to his speech. It was very touching. And I thought it was probably one of the best of the evening. Uh, there were several great speakers there. His specifically stood out to me. Uh, but please go give him a listen. Maximo Alvarez at the RNC. It's on YouTube. I think you should be able to find it anywhere. But yeah. Biden says that he's going to do these uh, he's, these town halls again. And it's funny because a lot of these town halls that Biden are doing, this is political theater. All this is political theater. N- none of these things are actually real. And they're, call- <laughs> they're calling them carefully scripted puffballs is what they're calling them. They're not calling them town halls. They're calling them puffballs. And these are things that are organized largely by like CNN and NBC and and the rest of them. Now, they had one the other night put on by NBC and Lester Holt. But he he was up there. He was hosting it. And he leads by saying, um, good evening, everyone. Uh, Welcome to tonight's town hall, where we're surrounded by dozens of undecided voters. Okay. Well, he presented a couple of people. First of all, he presented a woman who was uh, undecided, but leaning towards Biden. So Lester Holt introduces this one, says that our next question comes from uh, a woman here in Orlando. She said that she voted for the first time in 2016. Now, mind you, these are undecided, largely undecided voters, largely undecided. Uh, Her question, she said, my youngest sister is in high school right now. And I knew that whenever she was graduating high school, you know, it's, you know which way it's going to go, right? You, you can already tell which way the question is going to go. And entering college that I wanted to obtain my degree. Okay, fair enough. And I wanted to start a career before starting a family. Now, do you know which way it's going to go? Having access to birth control and safe reproductive health care was imperative in making that true for me. So considering the new Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, they are so terrified that Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned. What are your particular plans to protect women's reproductive rights in the U.S.? now? To me, that sounds like a Planned Parenthood question, not that yeah, that was a planned. Uh,
1: planned Parenthood
0: yeah, question, not, not um, an undecided I have a
1: simple voter. Solution. I have a simple solution. Keep your legs closed. <laughs> Abstinence.
0: Well, oddly enough, if you if you go over to her Facebook page, the one who asked that question, if you go over to her Facebook page, there was a meme that was posted on her page in 2019. So last year that said vote pro-choice, Uh your pro-life until the baby is poor transgender black gay mexican disabled or sick um that that's no. on her page that that's on her page so that that
1: doesn't sound like a an undecided voter to me does that sound like an yeah, undecided that, voter that to you that sounds pretty pretty decided for me but uh i mean i guess I, I guess i'm i'm one of the classic ones that vote my morals still so mm. uh, unbelievable uh, the, these
0: things are It's political theater. None of this is real. Everything. The point I'm trying to make is none of it's real. Everything that you're seeing is a is a carefully scripted play. It's a playwright. That's what you're watching. Everything in this is an act, I guess you could say. That's what it is. But this is why it is a scam. It is a scam. And that's what they're trying to do with mail-in voting scam. They know that they can't win any longer. They're done. They're done. They know it. They know it. And so now they have to resort to cheating and stealing and swindling and everything else It is that they actually do behind the scenes. They have to do it out in the open now. This is why they're going to do everything possible on election night to make sure that what you're seeing, which will be true, isn't actually what you're seeing. It's not enough to simply write it off. They have to convince you that what you're seeing is not true. When, in fact, it will be. We know what's coming. Everybody knows what's coming. They know what's coming or they wouldn't behave like this. Look at the Transition Integrity Project. You remember the tabletops we discussed? Yeah, look at those. They already know what's coming, and they're doing everything they can to try and stop
1: this. But anyway. All right, Bruce, are you looking forward to Thanksgiving? Sure. Good yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. Fam- you know, spend some time with family. Haven't seen some of my family in a while. So, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you going to get your temperature taken? No. No, no, I, I reserve that for the turkey to make sure it, uh, you know, gets the proper temps and everything. Right, right. Yeah. You, you want to
0: make sure yeah. that turkey's done. You want to make sure that bird's done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but 30 percent. Listen to this. I, I'm not making this up. 30 percent of Americans will take guest temperature before allowing them in their homes on Thanksgiving. A new survey. Shows that the holiday season will be quite different this year with four in 10 people hosting virtual Thanksgiving dinners instead of in-person meals.
1: We're doing Thanksgiving over Zoom calls now. Is that what it is? Same thing with uh, with with Christmas. That's plausible, actually, because not because the person chooses to do that, but because government won't allow them to meet in person. I could tell government to get stuffed, get stuffed like that bird on your table. Yeah, I could see someone like Cuomo or or Newsom or Whitmer doing something like that. It, yeah. I'd just tell them to stick it. You know? I, I don't believe it in, in one point, but at the same time I'm kind of like, ah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm I I wanna think it's uh it's more of a they're 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 saying this a, almost as a hey guys, you should you should test you should check people's temperature, you know, your guests temperature before you uh, you know, it's almost like um instructing people what to do. Not a we, we found that these people are actually going to do this. But it, honestly, people
0: taking temperatures and social distancing at, at Thanksgiving, like how, how how insane is that? Like, seriously, if you go over to your relative's house and like, so, so let's say it's your, you, you know, your aunt uh, Trudy or whatever, you know, the old the old aunt that everybody uh, we need to take your temperature. And do you have a mask on? Do you have a mask on? Do you have a mask on before you can before you can come in the house? Take your temperature at the door before they let you in the house. You people are sick. By the way, Governor, speaking of sick, Governor Gavin Newsom, you saw what he did, didn't you? You, you saw what he did. Uh, Probably. Yeah. OK, you know, na- I'm not making this up. I swear I'm not. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those Babylon Bee articles. And it really isn't. He now says and it was put out in uh, I think it was on his Twitter or something or on the, uh, the, the health department's Twitter. You now have to wear a mask in between bites of a meal. So. Let, let me let me put this in. Let me paint the scenario here. You're sitting at a table. You, you go into a restaurant. OK, you you have the mask on. You go over to your table. You have the mask on. You keep it on while you're ordering your meal. OK, you don't take it off. Your food comes to you. You're sitting there. OK, you got the plate of food in front of you. You take one side of your mask off. So you unhook the ear loop and you put the bite in your mouth and then you put the mask back on while you're while you're eating. I swear to you, I'm not making this up. This is what someone said that Ted Cruz had to be doing on the on the airline with the coffee when he took his mask off to drink a cup of coffee. And they, they sat there like uh, like like little snitches with their little phones. I, I would have smacked that phone right out of their hands and I'd have smashed it. I mean, you, you think that I'm joking. I'm not. That's what the police are doing to a lot of these people when they stick phones in their faces, these little Antifa punks. They're smacking the phones out of their hands and smashing them on the ground, which is what should happen. You now have to... Um, Wear a mask while you're eating. Now, do you remember in the early days, Bruce, the, the one where the guy had like the little sensor and the servo thing on there where you put the, the fork up and it opens up? Just That doesn't seem so stupid now, does it? Under this... Uh uh, this Gavinito uh, Nuselini out
1: there in uh, California. It still seems stupid. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm just not going to go to California. How about that? Those good people that are in California.
0: Your time is running out to get out of that state. I would get out of there as soon as humanly possible. If you're not looking to move, what in the world are you waiting on? We're going to have to get out of here because we are at time this one. So thank you for sitting down today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for always stopping some more. Please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.